Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married, Married Life. Okay, so our this podcast is a Bible-based, Christian-based podcast. And we will always go back to the Word of God unless we give our opinion on something. And then we'll clearly state, you know, this is our opinion on whatever the situation or topic may be. Um, This podcast is not designed to replace you going to a Bible-based church where you will be fed. And also, this podcast is not designed to replace premarital or marital counseling. It's uh, a supplement, um, something um, my wife's a personal trainer, so she's um, into fitness. And there are supplements you could take, which just means it's in addition to something else, whatever that something else is. Um, in this case, it would be premarital or marital counseling. And Psalms 122 and 1 um, says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And this is, I actually didn't even know we would be in this situation that we're in right now with this uh, coronavirus where in the DMV area, or at least in district, you really can't go to church. And so everything's done online and right now during this time frame and Hebrews 10 and 25 uh, do not forsake the gathering of believers. So basically what this means is that this podcast was never intended, will never be intended to replace your church or your church attendance. That's something that I feel very strongly about. You know, we want to supplement what you're getting, but we don't want to be the uh, main ingredient as far as your spiritual walk, your spiritual guidance. I never want to replace the, uh, your pastor because that's what God gave you. He gave you a pastor. So we'll get into all of that at some later point in time. And some of the other things that we'll share is our belief systems. And as you uh, so eloquently stated, Doug, uh, this is a Christian based Podcast, So we're going to always refer back to the word of God, even in the midst of in the midst of our opinions. We believe that the foundation of a successful marriage is God and God alone. He is the maker and the designer of a marriage. And because he designed marriage, he knows how to make it work and what doesn't work. Uh, my husband loves cars. And so the thought came to me um, about when our car is something's wrong with our car, we don't go to take our car to a doctor or we don't take our car to a boat manufacturer. We take our car to a certified mechanic or Mm -hmm. the actual maker to get it fixed. God is the maker of marriage. The counselor is the certified mechanic. So we certainly advocate for you going back to the source the designer, the maker of marriage, and those people he put in place as certified mechanics to help fine-tune your marriage. Uh, so we'll get into that today, but we don't want to talk about cars, although my I was husband about to. loves to talk about cars. <laughs> I'll, I'll bite my tongue over here. So. Uh, we want to talk to you today about communication, because communication can make or make a marriage, make or break a marriage. Yeah, so one of the things, oh, one of the things that um, the main 
facet or the one of the main pillars of any successful uh, Christian marriage is going to be communication. And the thing that you have to understand is that as you go through different, and I didn't realize this till a couple of weeks ago, as you go more than a couple of weeks, as you go through different stages in your marriage, your communication methods have to change and possibly your styles. Because when you're newlywed, you know, you're in that newlywed stage and everything is um, marital bliss. And then um, as you progress through marriage, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I have my notes right here. So um, one of the questions that we ask in when we do premarital is why did you get married? <clears throat> and even though that's a valid question, it should not be the focus of your answer. And I'm going to explain this in a few. Um, when you walk down the aisle and stood before God, it was, yes, this is the person. This is the person I've been dreaming about, praying about, fasting about. This is the person that the Lord gave me. He was like, this was the person. <laughs> and on that wedding day, um, you communicated to God, you communicated to your spouse, and you also communicated to that witness, I mean, excuse me, that minister and all those witnesses, uh, yes, I will marry this person, all that and all that marriage encompasses. So just, just, to, just to pause right there, when you do the encompass, when you marry somebody, you're marrying everything about that person. And the history, how they grew up, where they grew up, all of that comes into play when you marry, marry someone. And we don't think about that. We marry in their baggage, mm -hmm. their past, their present. Yeah. Everything Hopefully their that, future. Everything, right. Everything that makes up of that person. Okay. So um, your actions... Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so once you get married, you're in that marital bliss. And then a few months later, when that person starts showing you who they really are, then now we've got to communicate. Because even if you've been living together and we've gone through this in marital counseling, people can live together for years, literally decades. But once you get married, things change in your marriage. Because the enemy hates marriage. As long as you were living together, you know, everything was cool. But <laughs> once you <laughs> and but once you say I do, then you're like, who is this person that I've been living with? Or who is this person if you weren't living together? You know, who is this person? You're a totally different person because your communication has to change. Yes. Yes. You're going to have to talk about things, even though some people think they talked about everything under the sun. I've heard this. Uh, when we taught premarital class, and I've heard yeah. this on several uh, occasions, talking to different married people. Oh, we talked about every single thing, but did you? Because you don't experience every single thing mm -hmm. as a single person yeah. that you experience in marriage. Yeah. And so that's why I didn't want to jump ahead of myself when we first started this. Like, well, as you go through different stages, then it's like different conversations need to come up. And certain conversations will not come up in your marriage until you actually get married. Right. 
There are some things that happen unexpectedly. And that's why you have to have a solid foundation of communication going in. Yes, you should talk about everything under the sun, but you're not going to cover everything there is to cover about marriage in your dating stage, in your engagement stage, even living together. You're not going to cover everything there is to cover in marriage because there are some unexpected things like health issues, Mm -hmm. uh, loss of a loved one, Mm -hmm. um, loss of a job. uh, sex, uh, <laughs> everything that you could think of and not think of yeah. is going to happen or can happen in your relationship. Some of it's just life. Life comes up and life does. It's kind of like, all right, I don't want to go back to a car analogy, but if you're driving, I'm trying to stay away from cars, but if you're driving, this is what I, I could think of. If you're driving from, because we live in Maryland. We're driving from Maryland to New York because we go there more frequently than any place else. You don't get to New Jersey until you get to New Jersey. If that makes sense. It's like you can't just jump in the car and be like, oh, we live in Maryland and then five minutes later, I'm in Jersey. That's not realistic. Even if you were flying, that's not realistic. So there are some things you don't get to or you don't um, address or don't come up until you actually get to that point mm-hmm. or that stage in life. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, if you're not um, communicating with your spouse, and again, this, this is more than just talking, because you can talk to someone and not communicate to them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a good point uh, to start our topic on talk the talk. Mm-hmm. Because there are different facets of communication, and I think this is going to end up being a series yep. where we can't cover all there is to cover in communication in one podcast. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about the different facets of communication mm-hmm. over a period of time. Yeah. So we'll definitely um, talk about talk to talk, walk to walk, and all of those things. And at this point, we're going to take a break. All right. We are back. And thank you for joining us. So um, I want to go back to something we talked about earlier, which was um, you get married, you go through different stages, you go through your honeymoon stage. And then a few months later, um, you're like, wow, I really don't know this person. Let's just say six, seven months later, because we've actually experienced this with other people. And then maybe nine months later or so, you're like, I really don't know this person. We're not getting along. You know, seems like we're always arguing. And then a few months after that, it's like, I'm done. You know, this the person who I thought was the one, maybe I didn't really hear from the Lord. And maybe this isn't the person. And maybe I jumped the gun and... Uh, so to speak, as far as getting married. And so one of the things that um, in our church, Elder Holder, who's taught us and taught me specifically a whole lot about marriage, is that once you, what, what do you do when you realize you're not the one? And his his comeback was simple. You become the one. And I know for for me, and I've said this in previous podcasts, uh, podcast episodes, 
that one of the prayers, one of the prayers I pray, I ain't gonna say daily, but almost religiously, is Lord help me to be the husband that you need me to be. And so that's one of the things I think we have the ability to um, change if we want to change. God has given us that ability, but we have to want it. And marriage is not married. You always say this marriage is selfless. You can't be selfish in marriage. So if you really want to change, if you really want to communicate with your spouse, it is possible. You just have to want to do it. So some of the some of the topics or some of the things, barriers that we could talk about with communication is, you know, are you an only child? Because if you grew up in a family or in a household where you were the only child and you got all the attention and everybody looked at you and you didn't have to communicate with any siblings or get along with anyone and it was just you and your imaginary friends, then you take that into your marriage. I'm not saying you won't be an excellent communicator because there are things you can learn, but the default person in you is I'm the only child. So that's what you're bringing um, into your marriage. Are you the oldest child? Are you the youngest child? Because that's different dynamics. If you're the oldest, you're used to telling your siblings what to do, mm-hmm. you know, mo- generally speaking. And if you're the youngest, you were probably the spoiled one like I was for and I still am. And so that's. So some of the barriers of communication within marriage is, are you an only child or did you grow up in a family with um, multiple children? If you were an only child, then you were used to um, doing things a certain way because you were the only child and you were used to getting things done for you or doing things a certain way. If you grew up in the house like I did, um, there's five of us, um, my brother and three sisters, um, my house is loud. Um, my sisters, my brother, we're all loud. And one of the things my wife, when we're on the phone, she's like, I could tell you're a dancer. Tell you're a dancer because I hear them. <laughs> so we're just loud people. You come to my house, it was my nieces running around, people talking. 
TV going. That was just normal. It was normal to have noise in my house. And my house was the polar opposite Mm -hmm. for the most part. Uh, My sister had already moved out. It was just me and my mom and my mom did not like noise. And I was the youngest child. I was the youngest child. And for a very long time, I was the youngest grandchild. So I was spoiled and I was used to getting a lot of attention. So that definitely played a big part in my communication style Mm -hmm. uh, and not liking noise or loudness. (laughs) And and you bring that into your marriage. And then... You know, when our sons were young, I would say our house was on the loud side. Mm, I would say it was a it was it was probably between your household and my household. It wasn't loud because I only tolerated so much noise. Yeah. Um, and you liked hearing the kids talking yeah. and running and playing. Yeah, at least I can know what they were doing. Yeah, so when it get, when it was quiet, I didn't know what they were doing. But as long as I could hear them, I'm like, oh, this is what they're doing. But when you don't hear them, then you got to start going in rooms, rooms and doing a deep dive. But that's I'm getting ahead of myself. So um, another barrier um, for communication is: Do you talk about finances? Now, if you are not married at this point, um, who's going to handle the finances? How are the finances going to be handled? Those are questions that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. Right now, Renee does the finances, all the paying the bills in our marriage, and that works for us. It's not that one way or another is better. It's what works for you. And I'm actually in the process of learning. And um, not only that, but you have to talk about futuristic uh, what do you plan to do with money in the future? Who's who's a saver? Who's a spender? Somebody might like to take vacations, whereas one may not want to go ever go on vacation because they don't want to spend any money. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody might be a tightwad. <laughs> a tightwad. That's, that's a word you don't hear. <laughs> or someone may be too frivolous with the money. So these mm-hmm. are things you need to discuss so you can have a uh, a balance. Um, You got to have a happy medium. You got to have you walking together. So you want to talk about where you're going together. Mm -hmm. You want to definitely make sure that you're on the same path, going in the right direction, going in the same direction. You don't want to be unequally yoked because then and two saved people can be unequally yoked because they're pulling against each other. Mm -hmm. And if you're becoming one, that's not possible to pull against each other. So it's important to talk about money, which can make or break a marriage. Yep. So when we go, when we start getting into walk the walk, because you brought up something interesting, we're going to bring up um, two saved people can be unequally yoked. That, That is definitely a possibility. And when it comes back to bring it back to finances, you know, not just who's somebody's a spender, somebody's a saver. One of the questions we get is, should we have joint accounts? Mm. You know, and I don't know. I can go to the Bible and say two shall become one. You know, we all know what I'm going to say. We all know and where that scripture is located. And I believe in Genesis, you know, for this cause, how a husband leaves uh Mother and father join the wife, and two shall be one. And I will find that scripture for you because I don't ha- I don't like giving quoting scriptures without telling you where it is. But 
the joint account issue. I don't, there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to have joint accounts because of course they didn't have um, bank accounts back then, but it's not so much if you have a joint account or you have separate accounts is do you have access to each other's account? To me, that's the question. So if you want to have separate accounts, that's fine because, you know, one one person may want to pay the bills. One person may, like you said, Renee, um, save for future vacations or whatever. But if Renee has her own account and I have my own account, then we should have access to each other's accounts. And speaking of accounts, you shouldn't have any accounts that the other spouse has no clue about. Yeah. Saving for a just in case. Just in case. That means you're planning to yeah. fail. Um, there's a saying that I love to tell my clients. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. You need to have a plan of action to discuss these are all of the accounts that we have and agree upon if you have a separate account that's for, you know, women to go get your nails done, get your hair done, get your clothes, get your outfits, go shopping, then that's fine. But that needs to be something that you both agree upon. Yeah. And some men like to go shopping just as much as women. We may mm-hmm. shop for big ticket items, mm-hmm. but all of that needs to be talked about, discussed, and things of that nature. I re- and I remember when we were teaching uh I think it was a premarital class and one of the young men, um, they were engaged or coming through, they were getting engaged and he made X amount of money per year. And then he went out and bought a a $30,000 car and the future wife, she was kind of upset that this, that he made that purchase without her, you know, knowing about it. And they, and these are things that when you get married, you can't just, come home in a new car without your spouse knowing about it, unless you got it like that. But if you're living on a budget and you have a child and things like that, like that, you need to talk about it, communicate and not try to keep up with the Joneses as they say. So those are, those are some of the topics. Um, uh, are the, the issues that may come up. Um, are there children involved from previous relationships? How is that going to be handled? Um, is the child going to come over every weekend, every other weekend Do all the adults get together and decide this is how we're going to raise, or this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do when you start getting into that blended family, um, situation. So these are things that need to be talked about. And many of these variables play a big part in how we talk to our spouse and our experience plays a big part. In our communication style, what we say, what we don't say, what we like to say, what we want people to say to us, and what we don't like. Or have you ever had a conversation with your spouse and said, these are things I do not want you to say to me, ever. Just don't go there. I mean, these are real real life topics and real life situations, because there should be certain things that you do not say to your spouse. And one of them is calling them out of their name, but that's, we'll get to that at a future point. So these are some of the barriers to communication. And again, this is not all of them. Um, You can hit us up on uh, social media, everything social, Doug and Renee, 
And if you want us to address certain topics, we will. But this, this is just some of them. And as we, as we um started in marriage ministry, I think we found out uh, one of the first books we read as a couple was The Five Love Languages. I think Gary Chapman wrote that book. And that was the first thing we started um, realizing was that we each have a love language. And if you've never heard of the book, it's an excellent book. Um, talks about the five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And we're going to take a break and come right back with more of the five love languages. So we're back. And um, just to pick up, we went through the five love languages with, I believe, Gary Chapman. He wrote the book. And we talked about the type of topics were words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And so one of the things we learned um, probably year 15, 16 in marriage is that, no, well, probably in the year 20, was the, the love language that you have is the love language you communicate. Yeah. So if you are a... Um, you like physical touch or physical touch is your love language, then that's the way you communicate. But that may not be your spouse's love language. So that's one of the things that we learned. And then. And I suggest if you all um, are really interested, if you haven't done it already, that test is online. It's really quick and easy. I think it might be about 15, 20 um multiple choice questions that you can go in and say, um, you know, I like this. When this happens, I prefer. And then at the end, it will tell you what your love language is. I think it's ideal in knowing that what your love language is and also knowing what your mate's love language is. And then the hard part is actually practicing communicating in a way that your spouse is receptive, not the way you would normally mm -hmm. communicate because that comes naturally. But then you have to practice if your spouse likes uh, physical touch, then you're going to have to practice putting your hand on their shoulder when you say something or putting your arms around them, which expresses your your love and adoration for that person. Um, so the, again, we're not going to dive into the five love languages, but that's just a way to uh, help you to identify how to communicate to your spouse. So that was probably year 20 that we found that out. And then probably year 30, um, 10 years later, decade later, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, the DISC, uh, D-I-S-C. And I want to give a shout out to Marriage to Holy Hookup, Bishop Brown and Lady B. Um, they actually have their own webpage. But then when we when we found out about the DISC, and that took our conversation to another level because DISC means dominant, inspiring, uh, supportive, or cautious. So that's also part of your um, communication style. How you communicate? Are you, you know, just give me the basics. Just give me the bottom line. Are you a bottom line person like I am? I don't need the whole everything else to happen. Just bottom line it and let me make a decision. Or... Do you like to talk about 
the whole thing that happened and then go off and come back and go off and come back. And then, you know, sometimes it can be 10, 15 minutes and still no point. But we you just want to talk about it. I hope you're not referring to me, dear. I'm not, I'm not referring to you. Okay. I'm just, just, I'm just be saying. Be careful, because then we might have to take a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just and saying. And communicate about and this. Communicate. So um, that's um, some of the topics and some of the barriers to communication. And there are so many scriptures that talk about um, communication. And we have so many um, guidelines that or scriptures that we can go through, but Again, we just want to uh, supplement what you're getting. And so I'm going to stop right here. Uh, We'll be talking about communication for the next three or four weeks. But um, I just want to say thank you all to listening, uh, listening to our podcast. And as we talk about communication, just think of going throughout the week, um, what your love language style could be or is. And as far as DISC is concerned, are you dominant, inspiring, supportive, cautious? And all of that plays a factor into how you communicate. And we didn't even touch uh, like time and tone and things like that. But we'll get into that in future episodes. So again, thank you for joining our podcast for this week. And we just want to say God bless you until we meet again. Thank you. We're out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.